for hopping on today. It's so exciting to see everybody as you guys are getting on. And it's Friday, which means that we are on our last broadcast of the week, but it's a good one. We have special guests here in the studio today. The Crabtrees! The Crabtrees are here! They're going to be on the broadcast Hello. today. I'm so excited y'all are here. Do you guys like Buddy's shirt? Are you excited about Buddy's shirt? I'll model it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never bought this shirt for myself, but Serena picked it out for me, and I get a lot of compliments. I don't think I get compliments on any shirt other than this one. <laughs> and I, I just have to give the credit to my wife Thank because you. I would have never done this myself. So. I would have never done this. I would have never done this myself. Well, thank you all for hopping on. As you are hopping on, make sure that you comment so that we can say hello to you. And, for example, Lisa and Johnny were our first ones on, and they said hello to us. And George says hello, and Priscilla Rogers says hello from Joe, Scarlett, Oliver, and myself. Chelsea Troublefield is laughing at Buddy's modeling, I'm pretty sure. Um, I know Brittany Presley's on. She's laughing at how on. good it was. It's true. She was so astonished at how good it was. I saw Brittany Presley hop on because I know her cover photo. Chelsea's also waving. It's going to be a great day. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one. And as we are starting off, I have more questions because I want to know the Crabtree's take on mm -hmm. the three questions. Serena tried to get me to tell her what they were before the broadcast, and Buddy <laughs> shot it down I hard. I like, like it. Well. It needs to be fresh. It needs to be fresh. You can't, you can't premeditate these answers. It's true, and I they mean, have to instinctually come out of you. Yeah, no one, no one answering in the comments has, has a premeditated answer. So. Agreed. So wh why should we? Agreed. All right. I made I, like I made the questions, and I still don't know what Ooh. all they are. Ooh. So okay, first question of the day. By the way, as they're being put up, it's our pastor's twenty-first anniversary <laughs> today. It's such a good day. Okay, <laughs> best practical joke that you've oh. ever played or had played on you. So the best practical joke that you've ever played or had played on you. Holly says hello. Hi, Holly. 
Hi, Holly. Are, are we starting with uh, the intro? Oh, you totally can. Hard. I, well, it's hard because I can't pick one. <laughs> um, he has too many. I don't have enough. So, okay, I'll start with this one. Um, one time, I, I think I was a senior in high school at this point. Me and my friends were walking through Walmart. And see, um, being the smallest guy in the room has its disadvantages. But, um, but we were just going through Walmart, just hanging out. And, um, and one of my friends had the brilliant idea that, hey, let's shove Buddy in a suitcase. <laughs> That's and, awesome. <laughs> and wheel him out into the middle of an aisle. And, um, and whenever you know, someone walks by, mind you, this was like 1 o'clock in the morning. That's excellent. So like, no one's walking through Walmart. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but so, they, so they zipped me up in, a, in one of the biggest suitcases. I'm telling you, like, it was hot in there. <laughs> but but uh, they, call, they, they called me on my cell phone, and I was just like here listening you know, for when they would give me the signal to, mm -hmm. to jump out. So they wheeled me out into the middle of, of, of an aisle, and I'm here just waiting for the signal. And then my phone dies. Um, and so in, inside this like steaming hot suitcase, I'm like, what in the world do I do? Because I couldn't get myself out. This is like before they had the internal zippers, I guess. Um, and so like I'm there like sweating, steaming. It was like, it was, it was rough and painful. Um, Nicole said it's a Paul Stalling shirt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, what do I do? Do I just like start like trying to get out? But eventually, um, like I feel the suitcase turn, wheel me, and I start wheeling away. And I don't know if it's my friends or like a Walmart employee mm -hmm. or whatnot. But um, but they wheeled me around. Then the zipper opened, a phone whacks me in the face, and then they wheel me back out. And they called the phone, and I answered. It, and I'm just sitting there waiting. And uh, they left a little spot because of the point of the joke was for me to get out. Mm -hmm. um, so they left a little spot so I can stick my finger and unzip myself out. And this is a very uh, long story. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I'm there in the middle of, of the, this thing in Walmart. They actually recorded it, but it, they had a horrible shot of it, so it wasn't as funny. But um, I'm, he, I'm there, like, melting at this point because it took a really long time because it was 1 o'clock in the morning and no one's in Walmart, uh, at least in my city. But um, um, so I'm in there, and then they said, okay, someone's coming. And then I got really quiet, and they said, now. And then I just thrust myself forward, and I just started, like, rolling around. And it, like, <laughs> like, it was very difficult, actually. I felt like I was, like, uh, being born again, you know. Because, like, I, I, <laughs> I got my finger in there. I unzipped it, and I took a breath of fresh air. Oh, like, literally, like, the being born again. The fact that you just compared it to childbirth I'm makes sorry. it, like, a really <laughs> uncomfortable story for me now. I, I apologize. No, I it's apologize all good. for everyone listening. But I, I, I burst out of the uh of the suitcase my legs got stuck and i'm like cr army crawling away and like I, i'm not even looking back to see like who's watching and paying attention but when but i'm army crawling away eventually i kicked it off and just bolted it That's and um excellent. and yeah when we watched the video it was it was like uh, an older lady and she's just walking by with the <laughs> the thing and she just stops and stares because <laughs> that's the only thing you can see in the video you can't see what i'm doing and then you see me run away and she just and <laughs> she just keeps going. Like, like it's 1 o'clock in Walmart. What else would you expect? That's awesome. So that's, that's my answer. Johnny says zip tie to the drive shafts. Oh. That seems scary. So that you're not a pranker? I'm not. And I can't even. Best practical joke that you've ever played or had played on you. I'm all for them. I just can't think of any. I'm not clever like that. Like, Buddy's really clever. One of my, I'll just share one of my favorites of yours, because I can't think of any. <laughs>
was when Buddy worked for our gym in uh, college, and so he would put out all these clothes, like, from the laundry, and he would put it, like, so it was weightlifting and stuff and pretend that the rapture happened, and that was some of my favorite That's ones. That's awesome. Yes. The only problem was, like, people in my college, Christian college, didn't know what the rapture was, so, like, yeah, so it went over their sad. heads. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was all the jocks and stuff. They did yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a fake rapture. They're like, what's the rapture? I'm like, we're at a Bible college. <laughs> Something's not right here. I think one of my favorites that I've ever done in college, I had a friend who was an, like, we were RAs together, and for his birthday, a couple friends and I, we blew up, I think, 500 balloons and we filled his room top to bottom with them. And then in front of his door, we like put paper in front of his door and then crumbled up newspaper. So it filled it like a, a wall of newspaper. So when he opened it, it would just fall atop him. That's so we did it while he was sleeping. It was pretty great. That's great. I like how all these stories are, stories are from college. Absolutely. Yeah, right? that, those are the years when it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, next question. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. What are you interested in that most people aren't? What's something that you are interested in but most people are not? Barrett, these are hard. I know. I gave you thought <laughs> wow. ones today. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hmm. I want to know what happened when Johnny zip-tied the drive shafts. Like, what was the end of that? Those, those, that, it is a good story. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know it enough to tell it, but I remember laughing. Hmm. French, French macarons, macarons, Rachel Ann. <laughs> George says baseball. I feel like the country is interested in baseball, though. Like, it's America's yeah. sport. America's pastime, right? But I guess here, most people here at Boomerang aren't interested in baseball as much. I could see that. I'm trying Thank to think of what I'm, I'm interested thinking. in that yeah. most people aren't. Um, God, it's probably either. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in I'm interested in food. I thought, but I, feel, I know Marky's really interested in food, so... Yeah, pretty much everybody. Yeah. Especially <laughs> during COVID, I know. Especially during fast. Um, As yeah. I made that one, I did thank God. Like, I'm interested in Jesus. Most yeah. people are not interested in Jesus. They would say that they are, but yeah. if you listen to the series we've been preaching on Sunday, they would see, mm -hmm. uh, maybe not. So. Yep. Glad to have you all here. I'm awesome. glad to be here. Special guest. <laughs> Great shirt. Thank you. I wanted to be more like you. Look and <laughs> like, like me, Paul. like yeah, Paul. <laughs> Look how well it shows up on the it screen. Does. That's really Thank awesome. Buddy was posing like you earlier when we were this, framing This is the, the Pastor shots. Brian pose. Do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Really? Yes. <laughs> you really do. Usually when you're ending the broadcast. It that, went, that's kind of like the look you have. When it's a serious point, too, like if it's uh, not yeah. a hand-moving one, mm -hmm. like you'll yeah, lean in, in like to... It, hmm. Yep. <laughs> Funny things that you don't realize you you're do. Right. Mm -hmm. so. That, that happens all the time. So now, thanks. Thanks yeah. for showing me that. You're <laughs> now he's never going to do it again. never do it again. He's going to start and then stop. Things I'm interested <laughs> that other people aren't leaning on the table. <laughs> Abby says, African elephants. Johnny says, that eagles. I do love elephants. Mm -hmm. Heffalumps. I like musicals. I don't know many people that enjoy musicals. I'm interested I in musicals. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that like that's not a popular thing for a man to, to enjoy. But I like musicals. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Most people don't. I'm very excited about West the turn this story. broadcast just took. I'm very excited about our next movie day. <laughs> okay, everybody. Who was it who hadn't seen Phantom of the Opera? 
Oh, yeah. I have not see that. seen it. But yet you like musical. musicals. Seeing I, that live is it's really It's one cool. of those Bloody things. Oh, I saw it in Broadway. Was there. I kind of, that was, that's part of it. Like, I'd kind of like to go see it at Broadway. Oh, and yeah. Then, it's awesome. you know, when they open back up two years mm. from now. <laughs> <laughs> George, that was our first Valentine's Day. He took me to see Phantom here in Charlotte, like on the, like, professional whatnot. And it was a really good performance, so good that George has not yet taken me to another one because the sets were so cool. None live up to how good it was. So it was our first and last Aww. one. <laughs> okay, last question, super quick. Julie says, I used to love clowns. Clowns. That's a, that's a, that's a right. creepy one. Interesting. That sounds like an interesting, <laughs> this an interesting is, rest of the story that I'd like yeah. to hear. This is Jade, basically just answered for Pastor Nicole, closet organization, labels, and sorting things. I would agree <laughs> with Jade. I would Pastor agree. Nicole. I do enjoy organizing. That is officially my answer. Thank you, Jade. Really? Yes. <laughs> it is. I get energy. It's Friday. Weird food combinations. Oh, no, not that one. Enjoyed. We that did that one yesterday. yesterday. Where did the other one go? Not weird food combinations what? you enjoyed. Do not answer that question. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> How dare you? I'm trying to think How dare you consider that yesterday's question? Shame on you. I am, it may have just glitched and just, not put it in there. What is it? I don't remember off You don't hand. remember? <laughs> I, I made them like a stockpile of them. I know one of them. I just won't use this. Okay, you're given a three-day vacation to do whatever you want with. What do you do on three free days? Go. Money's not an option. Time's not an option. I go to Hawaii. Wait, wait. Time's not an option? Uh, well, time's no, an but option. But you have three days. <laughs> yeah, I, like, <laughs> you know what, buddy? I'm so glad you're here today. I'm glad. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant, was you have no agenda. Oh, gotcha. Like, you just do whatever it's you want to do. awfully literal there, buddy. Way <laughs> to go literal real quick. Sorry. Wait a minute. Time's not an option. Three days. I like being analytical. That's <laughs> it's okay. It was like George was here. Like, that was a George comment right there. There you go. I, I, I'm He's going to the moon. That's a good one. Do, do, is go that George? I, didn't even I was literally thinking that. that. I don't know why I had to stand up. <laughs> I was literally thinking that. If you can go to the moon and back in three days... <laughs> See, because when she said time's not an option, I'm like, the moon. <laughs> George and Buddy have bonded a lot lately. Like, George, George really, really likes both of you a lot. Like, you're, you're buddies for him, so that was we a like fun. We like you too, George. That was a fun moment. Also, this is the second time Buddy stood up on the broadcast today. So That's true. I'm really excited to see how many more happen. When I get excited, I can't sit down. Okay. And I'm on a bench, or I'm on a, what's this called? Stool. <laughs> well, you missed the, the time when we had the rickety stool and we were taking bets on what day it would collapse. It was, oh, it was scary. It would collapse like, it would go back and forth between myself and Paul. It was with Paul a lot. And so I started doing, nobody sewed into it, but a fall for the gospel <laughs> hashtag. Like, I would saw mm -hmm. it, and if they sewed in, I would saw it again until yeah. it fell. And That's it's not good. that we didn't have the means yeah. to get a new stool. We just wanted entertainment. <laughs> mm -hmm. We wanted excitement in our lives. And when it started so be to like, move, boy howdy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Johnny says Italy. EO says a beach in France. Mm. George says the moon. That is The moon is George's default dream vacation. Dinosaurs, sharks, and the moon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Space, outer space. <laughs> George says what else do you need? Abby says, England, New Zealand, or Africa. Brittany says, I'm going with you, Abby. <laughs> I think for three days, 
I don't super want to travel. Like, I want to go one place and not, not like, I want, I don't want to spend three days on a plane. Well, see, that's the issue. Like, you said, Serena, you said Hawaii right yes. off the bat. But it's going to take you basically a day to get there and a day to get back from here and travel. So it has sure. to be three days there. at destination. Right. Mm -hmm. Not including travel. Translation. Pastor Nicole's here. I don't know if you can hear her. <laughs> she says, "Not if your faith is My up." My wife for says, "If your faith for translations up, you don't. You can do it now." That's it's a valid point. It's funny. We were actually talking about that. We were following, or Pastor <laughs> Ryan was following story. us to our apartment, Listen and we were just, and like I looked back, and he was gone, and um, and we were saying, "You remember in the Bible when that one guy was translated from one place to another? What if he just got translated to our?" our apartment or like in front of us and then, and then all of a sudden I like look up and he's right in front of us and I'm like how did this happen but like we were just talking about it that's excellent um it's it kind of weirded me out a little I bit should have played it. <laughs> dang it but um there I, there was a time where I like I I needed pastor Brian to help me with something and it was I had also called the police or something. It makes it sound very dramatic. It's not that dramatic, but both of them got called. Anyway, Buddy and Serena live in the apartment building I used to live in. So you know where the police station is? Yeah. Up the hill, yeah. right like there. Pastor Brian arrived like seconds after the police did, like, but just seconds. So I do believe he got translated throughout the <laughs> I, I believe it happened. I might have been traveling at a high rate of speed. <laughs> at the speed of Jesus. She wasn't sure what was going. She wasn't sure what was going on, so yes. she needed somebody there. <laughs> and my first reaction was to call George, who was in West Virginia, Aww. and he's like, "Get off the phone with me! I can't help you." <laughs> he's like, "The police are up the road," so he's like, "I called them. He called pastors, and." Then Pastor Nicole made me an organizational chart of what I do if I ever need a <laughs> So I knew what step I was on. Like, That's don't good. go here, go here first. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Living on my own, I needed help <laughs> to know how to live on my own. That's <laughs> funny. Pastor Nicole says three days of rest and relaxation on a private Ooh. island. I agree. Mm -hmm. I would say Australia. I just realized I never answered the question. Yeah. I think if pastors told me right now, you have three days off, do whatever you want, I would go to Oak Island and stay at Oak Island for three days. Like, I could get there very quickly within a day, and I'd have a solid two and three quarters days left of nothingness. That's nice. The beach is beautiful. Water's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. speaking Pastor Nicole's love language right now. <laughs> if I'm not looking at the camera, it's because she's, like, right there, <laughs> and I'm getting hearts thrown at me because she's agreeing. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I have, I have multiple things going through my head. Because so. I want to go and just relax somewhere, but if I go anywhere I've never been before, then I want to go and explore, and then it's not what I want to do. But I do want to go to those places, so I don't have an answer. <laughs> Let me tell you, so today is our 21st anniversary, and Nicole did a very cool thing, um, you know, because it's very different that she does a very cool thing. 
<laughs> Just kidding, but that's the way it sounds. Um, <laughs> no, for our anniversary, she's always trying to get me a gift and a present that, one, I don't figure out, that stays a surprise. You did it? <laughs> she did it. She, she did it. And then, two, something that means something and that's different and everything. So here's what she did. You remember, well... Remember? You remember you remember mixtapes, George? I remember yeah. mixtapes. Better. Better than a mixtape. These this is a compilation of music over our whole relationship. And it is a mix vinyl album. So there's a vinyl album that has three songs Aww. on each side and I had no idea and it's pretty cool and y'all can't listen to it because it might not all be pastoral. I didn't either. Well, I guess I could have imagined it but it was not something I'd ever imagined before but very good. She did so good. It was good. Well done. Yeah, yeah it was a mix album. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Put it on the uh, record player. It has that pop sound <laughs> of the vinyl album. Brittany says, hashtag goals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brittany Presley, good to see you. We love you so much. You have just blown George's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody online answer what they wanted? Did we address those? Yeah. We did? Okay. Yes, sir. Awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what for three days I would do. What about your practical joke? You can answer that one. My practical yeah, joke? Yeah, the best practical joke ever played on you or that you have played on someone. I'm, I was thinking about that earlier. I don't know that I have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I can't remember like what Serena was saying. I know that I've had them, but I, I just... I'm not thinking of one. Nothing's coming to mind at the time. But I, I like them as long as they're not dangerous or uh, too much, you know, crossing the line. I don't like it when people, I mean, sometimes people can take practical jokes way too far, and I don't like that. Um, I, I pretty much hate, um, I pretty much hate, like, some of the videos that people are putting out where they'll go and, do very uh, over-the-line things. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't like those at all. Or if there's like an older couple or something yeah. like that and somebody scares them, yeah, yeah. I, like, I really don't like, 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 like getting in a suitcase. Jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I didn't choose the victim. Yeah, see then that's, <laughs> I what, couldn't. that's what you have to, well you wouldn't know in the suitcase, but sure. it's uh, that's where you have to <laughs> You have to trust people in that, but it's. My it's last time on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard of me. Said this is my last time on the broadcast. <laughs> no, it's not. That was old buddy. So yes, let's, yeah, let's pretend. That, that was before I was a new creation. But yeah, there's. I don't like it when a practical joke goes too extreme. Like I, I don't like the. Um, what was the show? No, I like I like those impractical jokers. Well, George Nower. Yeah, <laughs> but there's punked. P 
punk can be okay. It depends on the level of it. But there's a lot of those, I think, people, they're going too far. Like, I, And there's certain guys you don't mess with. So I saw a guy that uh, I think he ran up to a guy on the street and he, like, did an air horn. And the guy turned around and, and slapped the mess out of him. I know, I did too. I'm like, good, you deserve it. You know, there's certain, you shouldn't, you don't just do that to people. You are in, you don't know what they've gone through. I mean, imagine doing that to a vet who has had PTSD. That's the wrong thing to do to that guy. And um, you don't know that just so that you can get paid by having views on your video or just become popular. I don't like that. That's very uh, self-centered, but... So I, did not I hope know. you learned your lesson. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did in this moment. <laughs> I did not know that practical jokes were a button until right now. Well, it's not necessarily. <laughs> I really like them when they're, when they're right. I mean, like, a good practical joke comes to mind from yesterday where I was lined up like a football player waiting for Marky to catch a glimpse of me. And then when she did, she went, and I went, wah, and jumped. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Or she's, the one that came fine. the one that came to mind from she's not shaking from you <laughs> was having Noel jump on Marky. That was a good one that I've heard oh. about. I, I didn't mean for her to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, she was laying on the couch and she was like all comfortable and you know I'm I'm always stretching people. I, that's that's part of my nature. And uh, so she was like laying on there. I was like. She needs to be stretched today. So I was like, I thought Noelle would come up and like, you know, lick her or put her nose right in her face or something like that. I said, come here, Noelle. Come here, Noelle. And I just was wanting her to come there and like say hey to Marky. She jumped, all four. <gasps> Boom! Like coming off the top rope. And I was like, oh no! And Marky was still like half asleep. I was like, oh my gosh, no! Noelle's our like 90 pound lab. And, uh, Anyway, Marky was like, no! And I was like, oh, Jesus, help us, help her, heal her, Lord. (laughs) I think my favorite one that's been played on me recently was Abigail took really, I don't like Nicolas Cage, I'm not a fan, and Abby took really grotesque, weird pictures of Nicolas Cage, like Nicolas Cage as Mona Lisa, and Nicolas Cage as Yoda, and then like just weird pictures, and replace all of my pictures in the office with them. So when I came back in, I'm like, what has happened to my desk? So that was a good one. Kevin Nowicki, we love you too. Kevin! Oh, you can't watch today. I'm sorry, I saw that second. We love you too. Yeah. Brittany says to your uh, air horn one, that's how people get shot. I know, I know, I know. I don't, I don't like that stuff, but anyway, but I'm always picking on something, somebody. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it when they pick on me, too. Now, there's moments. There, Like, for example, on Sunday morning, you should not pick on me, you know, that kind of stuff, because you esteem that. You esteem that office, but... Um, you know, I, I like that. You know, some people think I don't, but I actually do. Mm-hmm. But it depends on if they cross a line. Yeah. So, ah, uh, Stephen, Evangelist Stephen Hurlburt. He says, happy anniversary. Thank you, man. Love you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I feel like I hadn't seen you in forever. We spent a month together in Africa, and it's like, no, Stephen. And Where's then the Stephen Lord go? said, everyone has to stay apart now. No, <laughs> I'm joking. That was not the Lord. <laughs> That's a joke. No, Stephen. Where's Stephen at? He made coffee for me every day Aww. in Africa. 
And he did a good job of it. <laughs> yep. He still thinks he won that. He just has no idea. <laughs> we had, he put, uh, what was it? He put. Uh, I have a word for you. You have a word for me? That's huh. what he put. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a word yeah. No, that was, that that's about? after the fact. So one day he and John and I, uh, John Napier and I were talking on a group text, and um, he put, I think he put a sun or something like good morning sunshine, and so then John put like, I think John put a sun, and so Stephen put two, so I put three, and of course it grew. Um, <laughs> I, I think Stephen might, he might have had the record for the most sons, but he didn't win. He just still might not know why, but uh, anyway, that it became a joke, so he was trying to get on here and, be, and beat me. Here's the problem, though, Stephen. So the day that that happened, I texted Barrett, and I told her, put a son on the chat from What's Right before, before you did, but she missed her text. And I was like, oh, that would have been perfect. But I apologize for dropping later. the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put, he put one on there. There you go. That's how many sons he put on. Wow. 121,978. How do you have that much That's time dedication. to count them? Like, what are you doing? He just multiplied them. <laughs> yeah, copy and paste. Yeah, he copy and paste and multiply. It was a lot of sons. And, and then at, at the bottom, so, you know, in the text message, that's big enough where you're going to have to click the more. Mm -hmm. And so it, he said, you got to go all the way to the bottom, which I did. He didn't believe that I, I did at first, but... You go all the way to the bottom, like three lines from the bottom, he goes, I won. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. You just think you did. <laughs> so, Well, we love you. Let's jump in. Uh, yesterday's uh, broadcast, share the broadcast, and uh, we're so glad to have you guys here today. I'm, I was excited to have you on, and um, I uh, thank you, Rebecca. She said, happy anniversary. Let's go to uh, 1 Samuel 25. Yesterday's broadcast, I... I'd, I'd, was talking to somebody after the broadcast yesterday, and I said, I really just feel almost like um, we touched something holy yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like it was a really, there was a powerful, yesterday was a powerful broadcast, mm -hmm. and I would highly recommend that you watch it. And there are several of them that we've had. Almost every day, the anointing has been so strong on this topic uh, the man who would be king. We're talking about every leader. We're talking about uh, the people uh, who will be leaders in, in their life and fulfill their destiny. And the anointing has just been so strong. And one of the things that we've seen is just God show up and he wants to help you fulfill the dreams that he's given to you. And yesterday we're talking about David and his heart. And even though Saul was trying to kill him, here he is, and his heart was not to do what everybody else thought mm -hmm. he was going to do. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was the great king. Mm -hmm. And uh, so today, uh, we're looking at an interesting interaction in 1 Samuel 25 uh, with Nabal and Abigail, who actually our daughter is named after because she did godly things and she was beautiful. And uh, so today, uh, we want to look at that. But before we do... 
I wanted to open up to you guys, and, and maybe we don't get to this, but so just be led. But mm-hmm. um, I wanted to open up to you guys to what things have really you know stuck out and what things have really ministered to you uh, along the series, because I know you've, you've been able to watch most of it. Mm-hmm. What things have really just you know, made you go, oh, wow, I need to consider that. And, you know, I know even like yesterday you were, you wrote something on the comments like, whoa, that was a big point or whatever. But, um, so whatever. Yeah. I mean, what's just kind of fresh right now that I've been processing through is yesterday when you were talking about how King Saul was, um, came in, you know, relieved himself in the cave and, and, uh, and everyone's saying like, God has delivered him into your hands, you know, mm-hmm. bringing up the prophecies and stuff like that. But you said uh, that God gave, offered him a choice. He didn't offer him, you know, to kill Saul. He offered him a choice. What are you going to do with the choice? Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and I, I don't know, it just really stuck out to me because, you know, and I, I've heard testimonies and stories and of, of min, even ministers, you know, who, who um, as they're going up, a choice is offered to them to rise up, you yes. know, and go straight to the top. But, and a lot of times people look at that and say, oh, this, this, this is, is God, God without yeah. even consulting God. And one of the things that... that That's stick, where they yeah. miss it, I think, the most. It yeah. may be directly or indirectly, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I love about David is that he continuously consults the Lord. Yes. Um, that he, yes. like, there, there's a time, I think, I don't know if it's later on uh, or if we've addressed it, but where the Philistines came up against them and David consulted the Lord should we go against them? And God said, yes. And then he went against them. And then they, then like 10 verses later, the Philistines encamped in the same exact place. And instead of David just saying, hey, you know, they're in the same place. The last time, you know, God delivered them in our, in our hands. Let's just do this. You know, he didn't just take on the identity of, well, the Lord is with me, so I'm just going to jump into it, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of people, and I've fallen into this myself, with like a misguided faith that I just have where we can have faith in our faith rather than faith yeah. in the leading in the, the direction of God. Yeah. And so, hey, I'm more than a conqueror, you know, so I'm just going to jump into this without actually consulting the Lord. But that second time, David consulted the Lord again, and God said, actually, don't go down. I want you to go around and encamp. And he gave yeah. David an instruction for the victory. What you just described, hold your thought. What you yeah. just described is called presumption. When you presume that God's going to back your action, but you have no word from God mm-hmm. or no mm-hmm. promise. So Keith Moore did a great teaching at Southwest the last year or the year before. And he said a lot of people when they start you know, coming into faith, they'll say, I'm believing God. And his question, the whole message was based on what Mm. you know i'm believing based on what because if you don't have a word or direct promise then you're believing in presumption and god has no uh he's not responsible to bring that to pass and so that's that's good because you said i liked what you said we we will put faith in our faith and you know, all right, I'm believing in my faith to, to accomplish it. No, our faith is in God, which means our faith is in his word, not just in our ability to believe. And we could talk some more about that, but I interrupted you. So No, you're good. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that, I was at the end of the thought anyway, so you interrupted well, it. Even the Israelites, when they were conquering the promised land, there were, I don't remember the name of the people, but they came to them, they dressed in the tattered clothes, and it says they did not seek the Lord, and then they became... Yeah in the flesh for them yeah yeah, yeah. So that same concept yeah 
it's important for us to inquire mm-hmm. of God and, and hear from the Lord, not just, you know. One of the things in James 1, uh, 5, where it says, if you lack wisdom, let a man ask of God who gives wisdom to all men liberally and without yeah. reproach or without, like, how dare you ask me for wisdom, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not what God does. Uh, but it says, let them ask in faith. So a lot of times people ask God for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ask God for wisdom, God is going to give you wisdom. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, that's the end of yep. the story. So if you haven't heard that wisdom yet, you don't assume mm-hmm. <laughs> that you've received it. So a lot of times what happens is, Lord, what do you want me to do about this situation? And then they come, uh, then they come to a point and they say, you know, the calendar, the, the clock ticks past a point, the calendar flips over to a new day, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're like, well, I hadn't heard from God yet, I've, I've got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing is they're inquiring of God, but they're not waiting to actually hear from Him. There's no patience. And by faith and patience we inherit the promises. So yeah. by faith mm-hmm. and patience, so we put faith that he'll bring, give us wisdom, but by patience we keep faith on the fact that God's going to bring us wisdom. That's how you'll get wisdom. So many times where I've been under pressure from people around, um, not just in the church, but for years, where I've been under pressure and I didn't apply patience Mm. to my faith for wisdom, and then you make a mistake. But if you'll stick there and say, no, God's going to answer me, and you don't give in to the pressure of the people around you, and you just wait till you hear from God. God here's the key. Do you trust God? Yeah. Do you trust God mm. that he knows when you actually need an answer, mm. not when the world and logic mm-hmm. tells you you need mm-hmm. an answer or pressure tells you you need an answer? Yeah. God knows when to talk to you. Yeah. He knows what you need. Right. And so if he hasn't answered, there's a reason, and it's still coming. And so a lot of people miss that point, and they don't, they don't wait, and then they move on logic or worldly philosophies and you know, logic, logical thinking, mm-hmm. and then they miss it, and they might move at the wrong... It might be the right thing, but at the wrong, wrong time, or it might be the wrong thing completely, so it's very important. Yeah, we even had a situation recently that we had asked you about where we had to make a decision and the pressure was on us because of the time period. And you had told us that, you know, God doesn't lead under pressure and, you know, he leads with his peace. Yes, yes. Well, it reminds me of the very first conversation you and I had over the phone in January um, where one of the things you were telling me was like you, you were talking about like optical illusions and how when you're watching the optical illusion, your brain will... What's happening is like there, there's an image, and your brain's trying to fill in what it thinks should be in place, and um, and and you were saying basically in regards to being led, it's very important because you were saying that our soul is a, our mind is a very strong and powerful thing, and that if there's like kind of a gap, you know, seeking God for wisdom, it's it can be really easy if we don't kind of hold our thoughts captive for our yeah. minds to try to fill in the gaps and say, well, God gave me this much. And so with our minds filling in the rest of the gaps and then which could potentially lead us out of something that God originally yeah. was trying to give us. So that, that was something that was that really kind of struck me was that how much because like I, like I'm, I'm a processor my, in my brain, like I'm always processing information. And I'm always trying to like think through things. And um, and it I, I began to realize after we had that conversation that a lot of the things that I thought were God were just things that I was kind of making up in my own mind. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, um, and it's important. People, people don't realize how much we do that, actually. Mm -hmm. So, hey, uh, Jessica Romero, good to see you. Pastor Daryl Medley, if you're still on here, man, give me a wave. I love you. And uh, so good to see you. Um, that, what you're talking about is operating in the soulish realm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, the soul is, we, every person is three parts. Mm -hmm. Uh, body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. So when uh, the spirit is the inner man, that's the man that's born again and renewed. Uh, the body, obviously, is what you can see with your physical eyes in the mirror. But then you also have the soul, which is the mind, the will, and emotions. And many times we don't realize just how strong our mind is and how powerful God made it. And we are... Our mind likes to connect the dots. Yeah. So if it sees a problem, our brain goes to work trying to figure out how to fix it. That's a natural progress. And so what becomes very, very important is uh, if we have a bias or a slant towards one direction, whether it's godly or not, our brain will start to figure out a way to make that happen. And so when we want something, our mind will go to work, and it's not coming from our spirit, man. It's coming from our mind. So that's why it's so important to do two things. One, renew our mind to the Word of God and His ways. But number two, also, not just renew our mind, but make sure that we have no bias there because a bias will make us see things that aren't actually so. Just like Saul here. Saul had a bias. King Saul had a bias towards yeah. David and when he had that bias, he, was, he saw it as David was trying mm -hmm. to kill him mm -hmm. when that was exactly opposite. So his mind made that. And that's, the mind is very powerful. And mm -hmm. most, and you know, I've heard uh, Brother Tracy talk about this. Most people don't realize, ministers don't realize that, I'll just say this quickly, I'm not going to teach on it. But most ministers don't realize that the moment that they start operating in the soulish realm, they're quickly on the path to entertaining the demonic. Mm. And, and um, not only the demonic, but you know, I would say it like this, familiar spirits. Mm. So because they're allowing the source to not be the spirit mm. of man, not be their spirit man, mm. but to be the soul. And that's when you get in trouble because you're literally open up the door. There's only one way we should be led, and that's by... The Spirit of God witnesses yeah. to our spirit, not mm -hmm. just our soul. Yeah. And of course, that's a, a deep, you know, or a deeper yeah. topic than what I just said. But you know, I'll let that sit for whoever it needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. So, Amen. One thing that you said was, um, uh, and also just so you know, uh, Buddy and Serena just moved down here from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, they've been here a week, and uh, we're so excited to have you. Uh, you've been watching online. We've been telling you, we're ready for you to be here. We're excited, yeah. and now you're here. Yep. So yeah. glory to God. I'm excited you're here. And uh, Amen. Yeah. It's been good. And you've had absolutely crazy weather since you've been here, so yeah. that's awesome. Like two floods? Like, yeah, it rained. It rained like crazy the last two days. It's been a while since it's rained that much in such a short period of time, yeah. but... You got to see where all the flood spots yeah, are in Albemarle. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's so. good learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> there's one more I have to show you because it floods every time uh, in a shopping center. And there's a picture I saw of it this morning, completely covered the parking lot and everything. So, But uh, anyway, uh, we just welcome you here. But one of the things that you said is 
the thing you were talking about, you know, you have an, a choice or an option mm -hmm. to go straight to the top. Like David kind of had, he could have gone straight to the top wrongly by killing Saul. Mm -hmm. And so what God gave him was a choice. So I had a situation like that too, and it's how I learned it. And I, you know, I, I had not studied David's life like we are even in this series, but I had, I knew, I just knew by the Holy Spirit, not by the soulish realm, but by the Spirit, that what choice to make. And so I had been, I can remember at age nine, uh, age nine to 11 was when this really came into uh, clarity for me. But I can remember around age nine actually having a desire to minister. Mm -hmm. And then by around age 11, I thought, I'm probably going to be a pastor. You know, I felt, I felt, and looking back then, I would have just told you back then that I was thinking that, but understanding how the Spirit of God works, mm -hmm. now I look back and I see that was more than just a thought. That was actually the leading of the Spirit of God showing me what would happen. And so from that moment, I longed actually uh, to be a pastor, to be a minister uh, from age nine. I longed to be a pastor. And so in that, in that moment, one of the things that happened, so that's nine. Then fast forward to, what was it, 2003, I think? Uh, 2003. Um, Baron, if you would, will you come fix this, please? Um, in 2003, uh, we were at a church, and the church was getting ready to you know, close down. Mm -hmm. And I had people come to me and say, you should just pastor mm -hmm. that church. Well, by now, I'm feeling the call of God. I'm feeling that call of God. And so at age nine would have been uh, 82. So this is 20 years later. So 20 years I've had this dream. For 20 years, I've, and I'm not just talking about a dream in my head. I'm talking about for 20 years, I, I knew I had a call of God to be a pastor. And, the, and they, I was actually operating very similar, to, uh, very similar to an assistant pastor. I didn't have the title, but they said, you should just take over this church. And man, I'm telling you, my soul, my mind... Uh, my flesh wanted to take that and be the pastor that God had called me to be. But here's what I didn't have, looking at it now. I didn't have the ordination of God. I didn't have the separation into being uh, in the office of a pastor. I didn't have the word from God to do that. I had a desire and I had a call that would eventually be fulfilled, but not there. And I said, that's great, and I really, really, I really want to do this, but I long to do it. But I've not heard that from God. If I hear it from God, I'll do it. But you need to talk to him about that. And I didn't take that church, and I didn't you know, step into it. And it would have been the quick, just like David, it would have been a quick rise right to that. And I, I just knew that I was not supposed to. And so I backed off of it and said no, basically, and it fizzled. Uh, and that opportunity fizzled away. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that now and I think, oh, praise God I didn't do that. Because here's the thing. Without a word from God, we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Without that word, I would have never lived mm -hmm. 
and brought life to the people because there was no life there because there was no word. Mm -hmm. And I would not have upheld that the way that it should have been. And so I, I look back on it now and I'm so happy that I didn't kill my Saul. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so happy that I didn't take the fast track to what I thought would have been success. And mm -hmm. praise God, I knew that that wasn't success. That success is the only way you define success. True success is obedience to God. That's yeah. how you define success. And praise God, I didn't step into mm -hmm. it because I could have. I could have, and people would have accepted. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, people would have gotten hurt because I wasn't ready. And I would have gotten hurt, and probably my family would have gotten hurt because it wasn't time. It wasn't, and there was no word for it. So, it's really encouraging to hear you speak of that from where you are at now, because you know I'm at a different spot yeah. in that in that same kind of timeline. You know, um, for the last four and a half years, I've been a youth pastor in youth ministry, and then and then um, and then God and like October told us to just step down. Yeah. And since then, like we had, I think three churches that we reached out to both. Two of them were like two times bigger than our previous church. And then one of them was like five to seven times bigger than the previous church. And none of them settled right in the spirit, mm -hmm. but like in the flesh, like I remember after we interviewed with one of them, like just talking to Serena saying in the natural, this is perfect. You know, like, like it's right. bigger, it looks greater, like like better. <laughs> like we were just like yeah. in the natural, this is so much better. But we knew that it wasn't it. Yeah. And um and you know so we went, you know from there to, like I mean talk about you know God's teaching us humility. We went from, you know, like I mean our our first last church, um our previous <laughs> you know the the previous church that we were serving at, was um like I was there for four and a half years. We didn't have a senior pastor at the time. Cause, cause he moved to China and like, it was just crazy how, you know, so like we, we were one of some of the, like the top people in the church and going from there to now, um, you know, following the leading of the Lord, that's why we're so excited to be here. Yeah. Like in the natural, this doesn't make sense, you know, going from there to now kind of. I love those yeah. positions. Yeah. Like, okay, this doesn't make sure sense, <laughs> but I know God's led yeah. me here. This mm -hmm. is going to be awesome. Yeah. And, and not everybody gets that. Yeah. But. That's, that's true. But like just in the conversation because like obviously like we're, we're just here to serve you know yeah. we're here to help out wherever we can you know mm -hmm. uh just like but like we just went from like kind of being near the top to just jumping to the bottom and now and but like you were sharing with us uh yesterday or two days ago like god is laying that foundation yeah. and, and as we're laying that foundation like because i had the opportunity to build my own house and it would have looked good for a time you yeah. know um, but, but you were just saying like, it's, this is the time to lay that foundation. Yeah. And then you, as you were saying, when God begins to build the house, you can't stop it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's just really nice to just hear, you know, you just sharing just your, your, how you progressed through that. And like, sure. obviously we're at a different level in the timeline of that, but, yeah. but knowing that as God is, as we're laying that foundation, when God begins to build the house, because, you know, yeah. if, if, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Yeah. But see, here, here's the thing is you guys are now, uh, you're benefiting from the wisdom and the groundbreaking that we've spent now 20 years doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because yeah. our ministry really started in 1999 for us. 
and we have 20 years of breaking ground, and you'll go, you know, to use Ted Jr.'s book right now, you'll go further faster because yeah. of impartation and because of humility and submission on your part. Yeah. If, we, if we humble ourselves to the people that God puts in our life, not just anybody, but the people that God connects us to, literally you will go faster and do more than we did. And that's what's exciting about it. Um, and I'm excited that I'll get to go higher than my leaders in the spirit. And what I like is the fact that they get that and they understand that. Like I, they want me to go further than they did. They want me to go faster than they did. And uh, just, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, Barrett, if you would just share it across all of them. Teddy's link to his book, Further Faster. It's all about impartation. He just yeah. came out with it. Yeah. And I haven't read it yet, but I know it's good because I know Teddy, and I'm looking forward to it. And it just, it's, it's so important that we understand that this is God's way to do exactly what you guys are doing. Yeah. And uh, watching and not taking the shortcut, not taking, but like what we were talking about yesterday, God has empowered you to reach your destiny, mm-hmm. but your des- and so hasn't he given you a destiny and a plan? Yeah, you might not know all of the details of it, but you have a destiny in God. And on what level does God give destiny? Let me, let me talk to the, everybody that's watching. On what level does God give destinies? God gives destinies on a supernatural heavenly level. But if he's given you a destiny that you can't reach, that would be very unjust. But the destiny we're talking about is, and God would put these beyond all you can ask or think. God, God would say this. He would say to do exploits, to show myself strong on your behalf. This is everybody's destiny in God. They're all different, but they're all God. And they're all on God level, a supernatural level. But if he's given you that destiny to whom much is given, much is required. So I've got to, I have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to grab a hold of that destiny and go after it and see it uh, happen, see it happen in our life. But how does that work? Well, if you look in the word, he gives us words like this. You know, don't grow weary in well-doing. Be diligent, be persistent. You know, don't, don't just assume that everything is just going to be without challenge. He says, look, weapons will be formed against you. He never promised that weapons, weapons will be formed against you, but no fiery dart. Every one of those fiery darts will be quenched. No evil will come near you. He's given us a destiny, but we've got to get after it. And so a lot of times we look at the work and we're like, yeah, but God, God's going to make it easy for it. Yes, he is going to make it easy, but your flesh is not going to think that right. sometimes. Yeah. Your spirit man will think mm-hmm. that, but your flesh won't. And so you've got to, that's why I said don't get weary in well-doing because in well-doing there's going to be a temptation to get weary. And it's not just something where your flesh is always going to be like, oh, this is just tea cakes and roses and, uh, you know, skipping through the tulips. That's not the way it works. Our flesh is under that corruption that's going to see all the problems. And you've got to decide, I will not get weary. I will do what's right. I have a responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. But I pull on the one, almighty God, who loves me with an everlasting love. And he will draw me by his power, by his grace, and empower me to reach our destiny. 
And so it, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm not going to shortcut this. You know, uh, David Hogan had a statement that he, he said, take the long road. It's well traveled by prosperous people, by godly people. Take the long road. In other words, don't just because, see, your flesh always wants to take the shortcut. But God said stuff like this, study to show yourself approved. Don't you know that God could just go, and you go, I can see sound, you know. I have revelation on, on it. Yes, he could make that happen, but he doesn't. Because there's character involved. Yeah. Character is a huge part of hitting our destiny, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about in this. And character says, Lord, I'm going to honor you mm-hmm. because I'm supposed to honor you and because you're worthy of honor. You're worthy of honor. I'm mm-hmm. going to honor you. And that means that I like this series. This is part 26 on the series. How many people are actually going to watch 26 parts? Very few today. And that's why they won't fulfill their mm-hmm. destiny. Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, not, not, not just our series. I mean, I'm just saying mm-hmm. very few people have that heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I heard so, someone say, I forget who it was, but they said if you try to skip the process to attain it, you won't have the ability to retain it. Yes. Um, so, like, there, there's always a process. There's always yeah. the character development that God wants to do, you know, uh, to, to develop it, the, the proper character, you know. I mean, we know that, as you were saying, like God has a, a big destiny for us, you know, yes. plans for us to prosper yes. us, not to harm mm-hmm. us, to give us a hope and a future. And, 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 but we need to recognize that those plans require, you know, a, there's a process, you know, sure. required to get to where God is leading us. If God just jumped us in or, you know, booped it into our brain, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we, we wouldn't have the spiritual maturity to retain it. That, I mean, you see that all the time with people who win the lottery. You know, yeah. like they, like they, because they didn't have the process, they, it was just given to them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have the maturity or the ability to keep it, to retain it. And, and a lot of people who, who go through that, um, they lose it all and they end up in a worse place, you know, just yes. like a year or so yeah. later than they were before they had it. That's right. And, it, and it's not a, and, and it's not an issue of, of, you know, making sure that, you know, I have more money. It's an issue of do we have, I mean, who, who, who uh, what does the Bible say? It says, um, um, if you're faithful with little, you'll, yeah. yes. God will, you know, give you more. But if we are, if we don't have the character or the spiritual maturity to be faithful with what we have now, how are we going to, yeah. how is he going to trust us? with? How are we going to be faithful when much comes? Yeah. And God has much for us. So that means we need to prove out our little now. And that's, you know, Mm -hmm. because he has much for us in our destiny and in our future, we need to prove our faithfulness in the little, Mm -hmm. no matter what. It goes back to what we said yesterday is no matter where you are, you need to be 100% in that Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Stop stop focusing so much into the future that you're not present now, that you're not present where you're at. You know, so you may be sitting there thinking about, you know, you... Every person, I think, has a temptation to think about what is God going to do with me one day. And it's good to dream, but don't let those thoughts and those dreams and and the desire, uh, a good desire to please God, take you out where all you're ever doing, taking out, take you out of your now, where because your destiny literally is a compilation. It's it's put together by what you're doing right now. Right. I can't be that person mm-hmm. without being 100% right here. Right. 
And so, I mean, I've got, I've got uh, major, I, I've got major things that the Lord has shown me to do. And in, in my future, even now as we speak, but if I focus all about then, mm. I won't accomplish what he's called me to do right sure. now. Yeah. And which one's more important? Mm -hmm. They're both important, of equal importance. Right. Mm -hmm. right now is just as important as then, even though the scale may be smaller. Why? Because he's given me a word to accomplish it now. And so these are, these are the things where we need to be diligent and let the Lord develop. Let him build the house and not try. And here's the thing. I think about Elijah and Elijah. You know, Elijah looks like, you know, really, Elijah looks like he's just, you know, God, you're serving this old prophet. And, yeah, he's powerful. But who are you, Elijah, as his men, uh, mentee? You know, who are you? Yeah, he's your mentor and he's great, but who are you? And even the other prophets, when Elijah's going to be with the Lord, he says, don't, don't you know your master's going today? And then basically, I imagine they're saying, and you'll be nothing again. You know? And he says, no, but look at what Elijah does. He serves all the way. And you know that Elijah probably felt like, well, my destiny's my future's fallen out of the hands mm -hmm. as long as this, you know, I'm serving him. Don't you know his flesh was tempted to go start his own ministry, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, but that's what people miss. They, they, we were talking about that the other night. They try to come up out of the ground with their ministry and they build the house for fear, not right. for the word of the Lord, not for obedience. But then look what happens to Elijah. Elijah goes, he says, if you see me when I go, you'll have double. And he, and all of a sudden the mantle of Elijah falls on Elijah. He has doubled the amount of miracles that Elijah ever had. He looks like an overnight success just like that. And even after his death, the residual anointing in his body is raising up dead people. They throw the young man in. The dead man hits his bones and boom, out from the cave he comes. The residual in Elijah who was probably looked at as a nobody for quite some time. I want to carry stuff like that. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Pastor Brooke, good to see you, man. I love you. So good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that's my Pastor Brooke. Hi, Pastor Brooke. <laughs> Pastor yeah. Brooke is my youth pastor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Hey, Pastor that's Brooke. That's really cool. Good to see you. He, yeah. he and I were in Israel together. Yeah, I know. Like, I was yeah. like, I'm wondering, is that my pastor book? That's my pastor book. Yeah. I mean, he's not my, well, he's my pastor. But <laughs> like, he's only mine. No, but yeah. Yeah, no, That's one cool. of the things that, uh, I, I don't know if you said this yesterday or whenever you said this, you said a lot of things over the last like week or so, but one of the things you said, it's, it's not enough to just like do it for like three years. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, how many times does the Bible say he who endures to the end, you know, will be saved? Like, it's, it's a continual thing. And you already quoted Galatians 6, 9, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing. At the yeah. right moment, you'll reap a harvest of yes. blessing. And, you know, uh, like just being faithful with laying that foundation, like, like how many times did David say, creating me a pure heart? Like, te yes. you know, like just having that spirit of, God, I want to be in the right place. Mm -hmm. I want my spirit and my character to be in the right place so that whenever it does come, I'm ready to receive it. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's something that God's really been challenging me in, you know, as we've been just making this transition is just 
you know, recognizing that this is going to be a really, uh, such an important time for us to, to lay down that foundation. Yeah. Uh, a time for us to develop the character for, so that we can be able to do what he's, you know, calling us to do. Because if we, if we, I mean, obviously, we know that God has called us here, um, that God has directed us here. And, and we know that, I mean, uh, you even look at some of the prophets. There, there are some directions that God has led them to that it doesn't seem like, you know, it's a very big thing. Like Elijah, you know, go camp by Kareth Brook, you know, like, yeah. I'm just going to camp out by this by this brook for the next like right. how many years and just right. be fed by ravens and then the brook dried up and got gave him another instruction but like he could like we we don't know what he did you know all that time he was by the brook was he you know was he you know preaching and prophesying and stuff like that it, the Bible doesn't say that but yeah. but whatever he was doing I, like we can be pretty confident that he was communing with God and he was yes. developing his relationship and his character for what for what God had next yes. to him. That's right. And it might in the moment, have, he could have just been like, all I'm doing is being eating this, this food fed by stinking ravens, um, like, and just drinking from a brook. But, like, but, you know, he, he was faithful. I mean, heck, the story of Joseph. Yeah. You know, how many times could he have given up and grown weary? And, I mean, everything he was doing was yeah. good and right. But then all of a sudden you, you see out of nowhere he's, he's at the top mm-hmm. because he was continuously faithful. He didn't grow weary in well-doing. And at the right moment, he was at the top yeah. because he was faithful, because he spent all that time laying the foundation. It seems to be the plan of God and mm-hmm. for the most part. And yeah. a lot of times people are trying to circumvent that process mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. want to, you know, they want to shortcut it. Mm-hmm. And... But that's why the Lord says, unless I build the house, mm-hmm. you're, you're laboring yeah, right. in vain. You're mm-hmm. in pride. You're in vanity trying to build mm-hmm. it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would say myself, I've, I've really sought to just get comfortable. And I've asked myself, this is a question the Lord gave to me years ago. If all I do for the rest of my life is exactly what I'm doing mm-hmm. now with the exact same numbers... It, not saying that I'm not believing for increase. Y'all, y'all, mm-hmm. will, y'all know already, but then you'll see even more. I'm believing big yeah. and for increase all the time. Yeah. But it's good to get your heart right to the place that if, just, you know, just asking the question, if God said serve on this level for the rest of your life, right where you're at, are you good with that? Yeah. Because if you're not good with that, not, not talking about believing God and faith for increase, but if you're not good with... Because here's the thing. What we're doing right now, is it, is it everything that I believe God's shown me to do? No. And so, of course, I'm going to stretch by faith to those areas. However, what we're doing right now, we are changing lives daily. Mm-hmm. We are changing lives. We have over 1,400 commitments to Christ already in this year with two months of lockdown. Over 1,400 commitments to Christ. What am I going to do? I mean, we're changing lives. We've ministered to ministers and pastors all over the world already this year. Set pastors and imparted into them the the love of God, the humility of God, the word of God, the fire of God into, into pastors, into ministers this year. With two months of lockdown. So what are we doing? Like, it's a good work. Mm-hmm. It's a good work. Yeah. 
And so even if we serve at this capacity for the rest of our life, are you okay with that from a humility standpoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got to be. Because if you're not okay with it from a humility, it's going to be hard for God to move you to the next right. place. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. You know, if you're, and that's where you go into 1 Timothy, um, 1 Timothy chapter 6. And verse 6 and verse 8, yeah. and, and it talks about being content. And it, it, it actually says this. It says, if you're, you need to be content, in verse 8, with food and covering, which some people covering, they would say clothing. Some people it would be uh, a covering over their head like a roof. And it says, as long as you have a roof, let, let's use that. As long as you have a roof and food, mm-hmm. you should be content. Yeah. Now, it's not, now two verses before that it says, if you combine contentment with godliness, it's yeah. actually a means of great gain. And it, the yeah. context there is material mm-hmm. stuff. It's not just like ooh, spiritual stuff. It's yeah. everything. It's yeah. great gain in every area of your life, which is why you can say in uh, 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul right. prospers. It's saying the same thing. Those are they're parallel verses, different words, mm-hmm. but they're saying the same thing. He's saying, look, I want to bless you in every area of your life, but you got to learn how to grow in me and be content in those areas. And so one of the things that you see there is we need to be content with where we're at, mm-hmm. but not content to stay there. Right. That's good. So That's good. I'm content with what I have in my hand. What I have in my hand, I am completely content with truly in my heart. But I'm not content to stay here and to bury my talents. Mm-hmm. That's the full mm-hmm. counsel of the word. Yeah. And so we're content with what we have in our hand, but we're not content to not increase. You know? right. yeah. And uh, so when we look at that, then you start to see just how, uh, how much God can give to us if we'll learn to be content. Yeah. Uh, because then we'll combine that with godliness and God will just... Mm-hmm add gain to our life. And that's God's plan. That's how he generally does things. But many times people are just building their own, their own lives and own ministry and house. Yeah. No. Contentment, like, keeps your focus on the right place. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, discontentment takes your heart into yeah. the wrong place. Yeah. You know, like, you see that with Israel in the beginning. They became discontent. Even though God did all these mighty things, they were yeah. discontent. They began to grumble and complain. And because of that, 40 years in the wilderness, like their, their focus in their, was not on God, you know, their deliverer, their focus was on where they would prefer to be. And, sure. you know, like just in regards to what we're talking about, you know, contentment keeps our minds and our focus on God. You know, God, I'm thankful for what I have. God, I give you glory for what I have. You know, yeah. just Father, thank you for where I'm at. And, and godliness with contentment is great game because contentment Contentment is rooted in humility. Yeah. Discontentment is always rooted in pride. That's right. And That's so good. when we when we humble ourselves, we can find ourselves, you know, where we're in a place where, Father, I'm thank you. I'm I'm thankful for where you've brought me. I'm thankful for where I'm at. Um, and, and God will take that humility. The Bible says He hum, uh, He exalts the humble. Yes. So those who humble themselves will be exalted. And that that humility is birthed out of contentment. Yeah. Amen. So what have you? What stuck out to you the most, Serena? One thing um, with, at the beginning of chapter 24, 
actually Barrett was sharing this about all of the different prophecies that she received over herself uh, to confirm a lot of what our soul will want and how yeah. important it is to uh, be under the covering of those godly people. But then at the end of the chapter, we also talked about how Saul understood that what he was doing was wrong because yes. he was talking to David. Uh, but as soon as he removed himself from that a few chapters later, yeah. because he was in that different environment, uh, he wasn't able to have that same understanding. And so yeah. just how important it is to have that covering over you. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. important to be in the anointing. And, mm -hmm. and things get clear in that place. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to decide, are we going to honor the anointing? Mm -hmm. I told the story a week or so ago about that. Is We must learn to honor. When the Lord is talking and an anointing is being released, mm -hmm. we have to learn how to honor that mm -hmm. and how to honor that anointing. Yeah. And um, I find, I've found that most people will not do that uh, and they don't even know the difference between right. the two. They, they, and I've found, actually, many people, like in Saul's position of that story, they'll come into the anointing, mm -hmm. and everything will clear up, and then they'll walk back to their, play, their environment and where they have a demonic influence mm -hmm. or where they have a, a negative thinking or a deception. So they'll actually come into the anointing, see things clear, go back to the place where the environment of the deception is, mm -hmm. and under that deception, they'll look back to the place of the anointing and say, well, they just were manipulating mm -hmm. me, or they just were trying to do this. That's not what it was at mm -hmm. all. Actually, God was helping you in that moment right. to set things clear, and, uh, but because of the place of deception, mm -hmm. they actually blame the anointing. And that, that actually is very dangerous right. in that yeah. way. Okay. Um, but I've, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. It happens mm -hmm. so often. And that's where humility uh, will help to clarify mm -hmm. that, humility. Mm -hmm. So you find the place where God plants you. And if it is truly God, then he's planted you there for a reason. And you don't disconnect when the discipline starts to mm -hmm. come. You give yourself to that discipline and you give yourself to submission to that area. If there's bad moral things, if you're in a place, uh, if there's bad moral things with the leadership and you're in a place that actually was originally godly, there should be ways to have that fixed. Mm. There should be ways to see that. Um, you know, like here, we have ways to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we have ways to get it back on track. Um, and not saying, you know, what leader have I ever seen that's never missed it? Zero. I've never mm -hmm. seen a leader that didn't miss it mm -hmm. in some way, including myself, you know, in including me, including you, including mm -hmm. you, including everybody that's watching. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's missed it in some way. Okay, that's where we have mercy, and we watch the direction. Are they, are they consistently heading toward Jesus, or are they truly turning away from him? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're in a deception that wants to disconnect from the place where God planted you because of an environment of deception, what you'll do is you'll use a moment when the leader misses it mm -hmm. and you'll use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how people get off track and they actually get out of place. So. And that's why it's so important to take every thought captive. You know, Romans yes. 12 talks about uh, taking every thought captive. I like how the NLT says it, by changing the way you think. Because it's our automatic response to be an offense or yes. whatever that is. And it's those little thoughts that end up severing that relationship. Yes, you're yeah. exactly right. Mm -hmm. And 
those negative, I love Philippians 4, 4, 8, where it says, basically it encapsulates everything and says, think on things worthy of praise. So in other words, if it's not worthy of raising my hands and Mm -hmm. praising God, I don't need to think about it. Pretty much it. If it's not praising God, Mm -hmm. get it out of my head. Don't think on that. Mm -hmm. Go, if it's not praising God, then take the promise that's contrary to the thought and go think on the promise and meditate on that. Yeah. That's very good. And exactly right. That's the thing that has sunk most people Mm -hmm. when I've watched this. They've they've not taken their thoughts captive. One of the things we've done is, um, you know, uh, like, because the Bible says take every thought captive and make it obey Mm -hmm. Christ, you know, bring it to the obedience of Christ. And that's kind of what you were saying. Like, like what's the thought and and what does the word say about that thought? And that's one of the things that we've really tried to adopt is... um, is like we have like lists of scriptures, you know, like if like if we're like having anxious thoughts, we have a list of scriptures for that. Yes. If we're like if we're like battling some symptoms or something and and you know there's thoughts of, you know, what's what's going on, we have a list of scriptures for that. You know, like yes. just just replacing those thoughts with like if this is ever going I'm just going to read through these scriptures right. and declare them. Yes. Um, you know, and if it's and like we've really that that's like changed a lot for us and yeah. and that's cuz um, cause we've learned that, you know, the thoughts that we have in our minds that they, they can, if we continue to think on them, that like they eventually wire into our brains yes, and that's, that's where, right. that's where you see like, um, like, you know, pe- people who have a lot of depressive thoughts, you know, their, their brain chemistry looks similar, that's you right. know, people who have a lot of anxiety, their brain chemistry is yeah. similar. Why? Because those thoughts kind of can wire into their into their brains, but what most people don't understand is what you can wire in, you can also wire out. That's right. And, and wire something new in. Mm-hmm. Uh, our brains are always rewiring and renewing based on our experiences and what's going on around us. Um, you know, our thoughts. You know, our thoughts. You know, are powerful and they can what they we can. That's what God, uh, Paul says in Philippians. Yeah. Or or Romans twelve too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let God transform your mind by changing the way you think mm-hmm. in the new That's living. Right. You're, as you're changing the way you think, God is renewing your mind. What's happening is your brain is literally rewiring itself right. yeah. into a new way of thinking. And as we were quoting all those scriptures, you know, because I, I had chronic depression when I was a teenager. Like I took the pills, went to the counseling, I did all of that. But once I began to just replace it with the word of God, I began to realize that the word of God started becoming my reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and as, you know, the devil always tries to bring me back into it. But but now that the word of God, like we've wired that in, it's so much easier to wire it out. Yeah. And it took time. Sure. You know, it took a long time for, for to be able to to undo, you know, years and years and years of toxic thinking yes. and to replace it with the word of God. But but that again, you know, don't grow weary in well doing at the right moment. So as you continue to be faithful, like every time it comes in, you bring the word yeah. of God in. God'll God'll bring that transforming power. Uh, into the because the word of God is alive and active and That's has the right. ability to change uh, anything you know yeah. and, and and Serena has an awesome testimony on that but you know if I don't know if you yeah know. yeah so um, when I was three years old I was in a car accident and mm-hmm. so I was um, uh, in a body cast and went to so many different medical appointments and I had doctors touching me poking me it was just awful you know shots 
And so I eventually got to the point where I feared them. You know, I was three years old. I was afraid right. of the doctors. Um, but it eventually became so much of my identity that I was, you know, 25 and fainting from a shot, you know, where it was just wow. so bad. Um, but God started to show me how to take those thoughts captive and uh, had lists of scriptures on, you know, fear and anxiety and God's peace. And right. eventually God did change the way I was thinking That's by awesome. meditating on those and making those my yeah. reality. And it's just, yeah, really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, if you think about it, we had... Um, if you go out into just the dirt mm -hmm. and you just took a small stick, mm -hmm. but you just kept scraping one line, yeah. eventually you would form a rut. And if mm -hmm. it rains, it'd be very easy for water to travel right. that rut, to travel that line. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a strong stick. It just has to be consistent, right. you see. And so our thoughts are like that. Mm -hmm. And then our a lot of times our lives and our thoughts will mm -hmm. travel the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And so once we've created a mindset that set a certain direction, then it's going, our thoughts and our mm -hmm. life are going to travel that set mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to change those. So at the bottom of our, um, at the bottom of our driveway, we just were really blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple really blessed us and, had our driveway completely redone and we have a long driveway so and got new gravel and they scraped it and it looks awesome right now it looks so good and um but we just thank you again uh, to that couple but one of the things that happened was before that happened at the bottom of our driveway right at the road Man, we had like Lake Wright down there. It was like the whole bottom was covered in water. And the reason is was because uh, we had, uh, her mic's turned around, that's probably why. So the reason is we had her, um, we had her, I'm, I'm thinking about her mic. We had actually just where the cars were going out, they created a ditch and they created like sides on that ditch. And so all the water just accumulated. And then one day, basically, we had, the girls and I had to go down there, and uh, we went down there, and Luke was down there, and we took the rake and the hoe and the, everything else, and we're, we're, having, we're having to put in some work to take down these mountains that were wrong and create new ruts that were correct. Uh, we had to take this down, and it took some work to rearrange that. But as soon as we did... The natural flow, it went a certain direction and it emptied the way that it should and healthy because we took time to do it. The same thing that you're talking about is we've got to study to show ourselves approved. Let the word transform our thinking and then life goes easy. And it, But it does take work and that's where we need to make sure that we apply that. So, Amen. Well, I've enjoyed it, and I'm glad y'all are here. And uh, I've enjoyed having y'all on today. We'll do it again some more. But... Uh, Welcome to North Carolina. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank you. you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, thank you all so much for joining us today. It's been a great week. Uh, we'll jump back in. Uh, looks like uh, 1 Samuel 25 next week. And uh, amen. Abigail says, this is so on time. The Holy Spirit was just talking to me about this at the beginning of the week. That's awesome. And my wife is dropping like truth bombs out here. She's been nailing it uh, all day. I've been watching it. She said... He gives us a destiny that's big, yet with him we can reach it. The anointing brings clarity and wisdom. 
She said, every destruction was birthed with the small seed of a thought. We must take every thought captive and subject it to the word. Amen. Glory to God. That's why I married her. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. <laughs> Love you. Happy anniversary. You want to come say hello? <laughs> come say hello. Stand over here. Yeah, no, buddies, sit there still. Say hello. Oh, she's standing over here. <laughs> I thought you told me to stand. Oh, no, no, no. Hi. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Love you. Love you. Amen. PDA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it again just for the kids. I know. I'll, we love watching their face. This is funny because there's a lag, so I'm watching. It looks like Buddy and I yeah. dancing in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, we got... Big plans today, basically plans to do nothing. Slide that way that so they can see. That is wonderful plans. There. Yeah, so we have, there you go. We have uh, big plans to, I, I got some plans. You're going to like them. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Nothingness is good plans for me. <laughs> you had the day off work. That's I awesome. Did. So. I've almost not checked my email. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say on what we talked about today? No, it was just so good. It's just, this is something that people need to watch and listen to again and yeah. again. Because in pastoring and in ministering, literally, I can't think of a single thing that we've ministered and counseled with people that didn't start with a seed not taken captive. That's right. Everything, positive or negative, is birthed with mm. a thought. Yeah. And you've got to take that thought, no matter how seemingly good it seems, because not everything good is God. Yeah. So you take every thought, mm -hmm. every thought, and you hold it up to the Word of God. And if it doesn't measure up to the yeah. Word of God, no matter how good it seems, you throw it away. Because yeah. if it is God today, it'll be God tomorrow. So yeah. you be willing to humbly take that thought, throw it away, subject it to the Word of God, cast that care on God, and trust that God is big enough to put back in your lap everything you need to know and just trust Him. Trust His love. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, listen, we love you. We're going to uh, break for today. We'll be back Monday at, at noon for Lunch Plus. Uh, if you'd like to sow into what we're doing and getting the good news of Jesus Christ out, you can on Facebook. You can just type in hashtag donate. And anywhere else, uh, you, even if you are on Facebook, you can go to givebc.org. And you're welcome to give and to sow into the kingdom of God. We love you so very much. Uh, share the broadcast. There's people that need to hear these truths uh, every day. And um, so, again, so glad you are here, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Amen. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. God's got big, big stuff planned, and I, we're excited to watch how the Lord moves through y'all and in y'all, and uh, it's going to be good. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Love you guys. Have a great day. Throw us up a wave in the comments as we head out, share the broadcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.